day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. What kind of hat you got on there today? I see the orange bill. What's on? What's above? Giants. This is a come on, um, Buster Posey commemorative hat that I got in like 2019 when I went there for a game when Buster Posey was on the DL. So it wasn't the uh, wasn't even in the game. It was an enjoyable day. I got sunburned in San Francisco somehow. That was a weird day because it was also cold while I was out there. But uh, fun day, and yeah, I ride with the Giants. I know some people with way bigger numbers than I, but I am I'm still a Giants guy. It's gonna pay for my well, it'll pay for more more than just my well, not yet. Bad We're not there yet. Not, no, but I need I need it because I bet the Phillies, and I need it to pay for my Phillies. Um, blunder the the Braves are a big 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 favorite right now so um we didn't have a lot to bet yesterday obviously I had some golf just kind of getting ready for golf you went two and two in tennis that's okay especially given what we picked it was pretty good Uh, yeah I mean 500 500 is 500 I suppose 500 is better when (laughs) two wins were what plus three 40 40 and uh seven to one yeah seven to one Got it done. Two two straight sets. Only only just got the shit kicked out of her. Which whatever. Like if you get get one one is fine. Honestly, getting one one, too ain't bad. Getting one not even in straight sets would have paid for everything. So no beautiful day on the tennis courts with a a lady I've never heard of in (laughs) first name first name to be determined Ruse. Elena Gabriella Ruse. That's a pretty name. I like her already. So we'll have some more tennis today. But yeah, not not a lot of bets yesterday. We light even if we wanted to bet baseball, it's been light. I suppose you just bet on the bet on the Cardinals every day. Bet on the Cardinals to uh trash talk fan graphs and bet on the Cardinals to win. And they're in the playoffs <laughs> now. So yes, go Giants. I keep pointing the wrong side of my hat. The SF is over here. This is a super ugly hat. Actually gave it to my kid. He put a sticker on it that says kind of a big deal. And it's a pickle. And I, I can't get it. the sticker. I can't get the sticker off. I stole it from him today. He had to wear a stupid Raiders hat to school. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sanderson Farms tomorrow. We'll start with that. I played some matchups. I'll probably put out a little blog. You know, it's not real golf season. But this is technically a. It's a it's a real tour event. Like it's it's actually a thing. There it's the swing around season. And we're in the NFL, and a lot of people don't go down to Jackson, Mississippi to play golf. But there are some decent names here, and some guys I like. Some people I've bet. Seamus Power was a uh, maiden winner on the tour this year. Who I was able to get. I remember on the drive home from I was up in Minneapolis for some reason on the drive home, drive home tracking uh, the JT Poston falling apart and getting me the win there. So I've had him as an outright as well, but uh, a couple of my outrights and some matchups, Mito Pereira over Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim most likely can't putt and his approach game has been pretty trash, not finding greens. He'll be there with the first shot. He'll be on the fairway from there. I think it's probably going to be a disaster. I like Mito quite a bit. Um, Seamus, obviously another one I backed in the outrights. <sighs> not as great as as Mito in certain parts of his game, but obviously he's one on tour. I think he's a little undervalued for his price and taking him against Ortiz. Again, a guy whose putting can be a little suspect. 
and also isn't really great around the greens either. So if he's not finding greens and regulations, he can fall apart. My third one is, I'm going to have to look. I forgot. Oh, Wallace over here. Matt Wallace. This is uh, further down. There's some love for Herbert in the markets. His outright price, Chris, bounced up a little. I'm not sure what people are seeing. Maybe I'm dead wrong. But uh, his like longer-term form kind of sucks. He has been better of late. But, I mean, long-term putting, long-term approach game, I mean, putting in general have been kind of sketchy. He's played well a little better later in the summer here. But uh, at this price, I'm more than happy to take Matt Wallace, who's not – it's not like somebody I'd even back top 20, I think. He's just kind of a steady Eddie middle-of-the-pack guy that I expect to be you yeah. know, around, and Herbert definitely a, a risk to miss the cut here. So back to normal events. No more Ryder Cubs, no more – BMW East Lake shit where we have 30 people or the Olympics confusing, like just 156 guys and a cut line, nice normal stuff. I actually can't speak. I think it's a I think it's actually a slightly smaller field. It might be like 140 here this week. So three matchups. I'll probably blog something out. I'll do some daily matchups, find some top 20, some props and other stuff too. Do you look at any uh, post Ryder Cup phase? Is there anybody in the Ryder Cup who's uh, in this or played in the Ryder Cup who's in this event this week? I saw our buddy Dean Money was uh, fading Sergio a little bit. Anybody else? Maybe. And did you think about that at all? I I didn't. I I like that one. I don't mind that at all. The Sergio fade. He is the defending champ, so his numbers probably a little bit uh, pushed up anyway. I think he might be the only one coming from Ryder Cup and heading down here. I'm pretty sure Charlie Hoffman didn't make the team. Yeah, I'm just kind of spinning through. I don't I'm not sure there was anybody else that, that traveled from Milwaukee down south. So that might be your only uh chance. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But yeah, Alpha Barnrat, he's I mean, he's just not from a country that gets to go to the Ryder Cup. We need more of those. No, we, need, we, need, we need a Cup. South Africa. Yeah, we need a South Africa versus Europe one now too. I just love all the South <laughs> Africans. So, oh yeah, if you are if you are buying into the the fade, Sergio, like we said, our our guy Dwayne D Money, he has a three to one Sergio to miss the cut. A few other Sergio fade bets. I don't hate those at all. No, I like that quite a bit. I'm a big. I love a fade. I love a travel fade. Oh, for sure. Um, we got any got any of those uh, seven to one winners there? What are we doing? Unfortunately, no. It's a little bit vanilla today, Andy. You know, after the uh, big underdogs and the two O's yesterday, I didn't really see anything that I liked from that perspective. But two favorites I liked, putting them together here. Uh, we'll start with Teresa Martinkova or Martinsova. It's always hard for me to tell. Um, again, someone we back quite a bit, one of my favorite players on hard courts. She's playing Tamara Zedantic here. Um, Zedantic, a very solid player. I've actually seen a couple people, um, a couple sharp people come in on her late at um, a number now that – you know, she's up to like plus 115, plus 120. But I have Martinsova like minus 140, minus 150 in this match. You know, so right around minus 135 or so in the market now. You can put her together with Teichman to get plus 160. Teichman, I believe, right around minus 190 or so. Um, have her out closer to like minus 225, almost 250 if I tweak some stuff for recent form against Magdalene. That happy to put both of them together. These do get underway shortly. They are... Um, on court after matches that are finishing up shortly, should be finishing up. These probably start in the next 15 to 30 minutes, if I had to guess. So apologies for the late notice, but that's all we got today. Again, there's more matches this afternoon. There's a handful of big favorites. 
You know, Jesse Pagula is a big favorite, Andy, but we like backing her, not really going against her. Thought about maybe fading Vika as a Renko, but, you know, she's kind of had a tough season and I think is locked in to win some points. And I wouldn't hate a bet on Amanda Anasimova, except we found out that um, somebody else is betting her that you generally don't want to back. So a lot of counteracting forces today, and this is what we're left with. Yeah. We're, we're fine with just taking it easy. Take it easy here. Uh, and then somebody in the chat did mention that I, I missed this. The graphic said round one. Those are full tournament bets for the golf. There must have been. I, I'm going to have to talk to the courier who ran my information down to the graphics department or the courier who ran that from graphics over to production. One Responsible of those guys parties will be sacked. Yeah, sacked, deducted, Christmas pay is gone, Thanksgiving they're working. Demerits all around. Yeah, no. So just to be clear, those yeah, they are full tournament ones. So because I did mention the cut. So good call, Giorgio. We'll uh, I'll I'll make sure I'm more clear with that. Because sometimes on Wednesdays I do round one plays. I just haven't had a time to dig into that. I'll probably do that this afternoon. Uh the NFL resumes tomorrow. I've bet like five sides already. I am heavy on the sides. I'm starting to dig into totals uh. now. Uh, so something weird is like totals have not gone well for me this year. <clears throat> but I bet live quite a bit and I it's for smaller stakes for sure, but I have done very, very well on those. So that bothers me that I can't win these pregame side or <laughs> totals, but once I'm doing it live, it just clicks. So maybe I'll have to, tweet. and of course I don't tweet any of that out. So I don't get any credit. I can just be lying. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know my life, but like, it does suck. Like, well, everything I put out there publicly is doing halfway, you know, mediocre. And then this is just crushing because that's how life works in the media game. Um, but yeah, it is, was teaser week. Like we mentioned every single you know, basic strategy teaser pretty much got there last week. Some of the ones I was the most afraid of were like Minnesota plus eight. They went out, right? It's funny how that works out, but same kind of thing this week, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Kansas city, Tennessee, possibly, possibly we see something with Tampa Bay over New England crossing that you get all those teams in that seven and a half range. If they're sitting in the seven and a half, eight, eight and a half range, you take a six point teaser it goes through the seven. It goes through the three. You get minus one and a half, minus two, minus two and a half. Those are all buttes. I'll probably be using Cincinnati. Of all the ones, I'm, I'm probably the most scared of using uh, maybe uh, Kansas City or Tennessee, just because I think the, the narrative around Kansas City is so bright and the Tennessee probably a little overrated after last week. But uh, the inverse is also, you know, possible and usable and, you know, accurately uh, a long or, or basic strategy teaser there is when you can go from the one and a half to two and a half up through three and seven with an underdog like Atlanta, Detroit, Indianapolis, Minnesota, and Seattle. Those are nice ones too. My favorite of those probably being Detroit because I do have Detroit bet already. Yeah. Indy is sketched me out a little. Minnesota, I'm already fading. I have bet the Browns, so I hate being on both sides of one, but that that's not a bad leg either. A home team with a, with an offense doesn't hurt, but Seattle plus two and a half, maybe. Seattle and Detroit probably my favorite too, even though I'm, I'm a little cooler on Seattle. So let me know if you have a hot teaser for me. And I'll I'll be placing like three, four of these. I'll have them out. No, oh, no worries. I'll have some stuff out. But yeah, you ever remember being this many? This seems like a lot more. I mean, because we had I, th I think it was two, last week. Two weeks even. in a row. We had like four. It was two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, we no, had no, four no, or no. five. Last week. I think it was yeah, last, last week. Sorry. Week. 
Two right, two weeks ago we had none. Right, and then last week there was like five or six. I mean, I can't remember. What have we got? Nine here, almost ten. Yeah, it, it is strange to have this many falling in here. So have fun with it. Pick your favorite ones. Get some fun teasers out there. And it's not even just like, hey, I have fun with these. Like, there's there's empirical evidence showing that if you play these right and you maybe take the totals into account and also use your own handicapping and common sense, these are plus EV moves. It's like you said, crossing the three and the seven. They're going to charge you the same for six points, whether it's going from zero to six, 10 to 16, 20 to 26. So to get the most value out of that, you want to cross three, you want to cross seven, and now four, right? Those are basically your big three numbers. And there happens to be enough value there. Again, if what is the line minus 110? Can we get away at 15? I know minus 120, it gets a little wonky. Minus 120, there's still a slight advantage. Anything past that is bad. So try to find yourself a book that you can uh, check your prices because some Look, of those I teaser prices you get hosed. I literally bet only teasers at one book because they have one ten, and I feel like I and it's an awful book. I would never use it otherwise. I won't mention them just because I feel bad just <laughs> ragging on somebody. But it it's a bad UI and everything else about it's bad. But they have cheap teasers, so I do use them there. Um, <laughs> basketball this weekend. I know you've done some podcasts with. Uh, um, God, Matt Moore. I, I should say his his real name. Yeah, Matt. Matt Moore at uh, Hardwood Matt Paroxysm. Moore. Hardwood Paroxysm. Paroxysm. Yeah, if yes, you know him, no, one of the busiest Twitter handles. Tons of stuff coming out from him. But he had some fun talking about conferences and stuff. We did the East. We did the West. Touched on everybody. Shared some of the stuff that I've already talked about on the show. But uh, we were in line with this one. And this is something we talked about. Maybe next week I'll, I'll get to this one. There was a total I had, and you can hear me talk about it actually on the West Coast pod, but I got a little scared off by it. It's moved. For some reason, someone's betting a certain team. Anyway, uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. But we do have a total this week. And, yes, we're stacking Memphis Grizzlies stuff. I got a ton of Grizzlies optimism. I, it's, I look at this team. John Morant, I think, you know, had – not necessarily the season we expect him to have last year, but didn't get credit, I think, for managing and playing through some injuries. I expect with a full offseason, well, not a full offseason, but a solid offseason. Again, you know, the Grizzlies didn't make it too far in the playoffs, so he had an extra couple weeks to get healthy. His shot should be better. Overall, the Grizzlies, I think, did get a little better. There are some people that are concerned about Jonas Valanciunas leaving, but I think from a big picture perspective, to get this Grizzlies team to be the best version of themselves, you need to push Valanciunas out so you can get Jaron Jackson minutes, so you can get Brandon Clark minutes. Even somebody like Xavier Tillman, I think, is going to be coming in here. And you bring in a guy like Stephen Adams who – you know, as he gets older and the game starts to change, he, he does become less and less relevant. But he is someone who I don't believe is really going to be too uncomfortable or too upset taking a role on the bench, kind of leading these young guys and teaching them how to put things together. Now, you take a step back, you look at the Western Conference. Overall, I think the Western Conference is weaker than it was last year. Um the top end, still okay. You've got the Lakers up there, but everybody else kind of compresses a little bit. And, you know, talking about the offseason, it was a shortened offseason. And, again, we're stacking a shortened offseason over a shortened offseason over two bad seasons. I don't think that we're kind of over the hump, if you will, of the impact of all that stuff from injury perspective. I think we're still going to see teams struggle. And this Grizzlies team is 10, 11 guys deep from a talent perspective. They really do a nice job um, – 
building the team. You know, the GMs and things have done a great job putting it together there. And we have the depth that you've seen with teams that kind of overachieved. You go back and look at teams from last year, you know, the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns, a team like the Knicks, you know, teams that have nice depth, which is exactly what we have here. So we're going to go over 41 and a half wins, which means they have to be a 500 team. And then I also like them to make the playoffs. We're going to stack a few things here on top, man. And I know you like that. To make the playoffs, plus 150, poke around. There is one particular bookmaker that may have a lot of skins in the legal markets that has this one it's right around plus 110 plus 120 elsewhere poke around i'm sure you can find something closer to that plus 150 but i think that they're a good solid team to make the playoffs not only to make the playoffs but i think that they can sneak into the top six of the west maybe steal that six seed and avoid the play-in scenario but we saw them navigate that last year anyway and then you look at the southwest division you know last year a lot of us had dallas mavericks tickets and you look at the dallas mavericks and kind of think about what they did they go from um Rick Carlisle, who is generally considered to be one of the better coaches in the NBA, to Jason Kidd, um, who is considered to be a frankly terrible coach and someone who struggled really to get jobs. The difference between a good coach and a bad coach in the NBA makes a huge difference. You stack that on top of the fact that the roster itself is pretty thin. You start to listen to some of the stuff that Kidd's talking about, about trying to get Kristaps Porzingis to post up more and to shoot more mid-range jumpers. Not only things that are bad ideas in general, but if you go and look at Mr. Porzingis' career, those are not the spots in which he is is best suited. So we already see some of the whispers of Kidd kind of sneaking in here. I am more than happy to fade this team um, thinking about maybe an under, but you know, I don't want to go against Luka Doncic, but they're like minus 200 to minus 300, depending on where you look to win this division, which is just outrageous to me. I mean, if you have a couple of weeks of Luka Doncic being out, this team is really, really going to struggle. Again, the coaching stuff, all that. You circle back to the Grizzlies, a team that I expect to get better to kind of take the next step forward as a young team. They're going to be there to take advantage. To, to me, they should be, you know, I understand why Dallas is the favorite, but I I would have them maybe like minus 150 or so. And then, you know, Memphis a lot closer. So at plus 400 or better, and you can find some better numbers. It's a 425, even a 440 out there if you look hard enough, like them as well. So Memphis Grizzlies fans, Andy, I'm going to have to get myself a Grizzlies hat. It's a good logo. It is. You do a nice job with the bear. I'm down to the end. And just uh, got 440. That was an old Chrysler engine, too. I'm done. That got, got me revved up. Just and just to be clear, because I'm a little dumber when it comes to NBA betting, and you know the rules have become different. I just want to make sure everyone's clear on this. When you are betting a to make the playoffs in general, that means you must be one of the eight teams once the normal bracket starts. Making a yes. play-in game doesn't count for this. In like, is that is that in general, or is that pretty standard for everywhere? <laughs> It's pretty standard, but I've heard, and I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard of a couple books that are opening up to make the play-in scenario odds, which actually means you're 7, 8, 9, or 10 or something. So just look around and, and be sure. But if you're looking at the odds, yes, no, to make the playoffs, it's pretty much standard everywhere that is to be one of the final eight. You're either a top six team and avoid the play-in scenario, or you're one of the two teams that make it out of the play-in scenario. Okay. I just wanted to just wanted to double check so I know and yeah. anyone who's watching. And somebody thanked you for Ruse yesterday. You're welcome, Lake Show Magazine. Not for My me. Pleasure. I mean, you're welcome from Alex. I had no part in it. I just posted <laughs> a funny uh, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation GIF. I was actually watching Star Trek yesterday morning too. So it's a lot of things coming together. We're vibing, Andy. We're vibing. Really, really vibing. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll close it with and yeah, thanks to the sponsor WinBet for Win Total Wednesday. Our DFS sponsor, Prize Picks. I'm going to tell you not to sign up today. 
like not really like i want you to sign up but maybe like if you are if you are a new user honestly we're probably gonna have a promo tomorrow like you you can get get signed up but uh like actually you know what sign up because new users are gonna get a promo tomorrow either way like there's gonna be a decent thursday night promo there always is something fun and uh actually if you're a soccer person there is UCL, yeah there is ucl stuff going on in the price picks uh, some of that. Some fris- some baseball some frisbee golf so yeah if you want to get involved today for sure but <laughs> definitely yeah get signed up and get it on your phone get your deposit match because tomorrow there will be some for sure some fun promos for thursday night football and i'll have an entry tomorrow we'll let you know what uh, what we have and we'll let you know what we have for the weekend once we get to friday and with that alex and andy out gonna go yell at courier on.